Patreon exclusive. going on everybody horror guy can here uh with something a little new um i know you guys haven't heard from me in quite a bit life's been a little strange lately uh, i've been wanting to get another podcast out while also starting stream fiend and uh you know it's it's kind of weird you know with with the entertainment news being the way it is it's kind of hard to peg just a horror show and just a streaming show uh i plan to do it once things start rolling a little bit further out this will still be the home of the Everyday is Halloween podcast. I want to promise you that. But this episode specifically is going to be uh, something we're going to do on the Patreon page. There are going to be a little bit shorter episodes, but I want to get out as much news and information as I can to you all. Uh, you know, on on time. You know, uh, that's the thing about these podcasts is it takes a lot of time to sit down and edit. And by the time you get it out, uh, there's already new news and, and stuff moving on. So what we're going to do... Uh, in this format is I'd like to, uh, you know, Patreon subscribers get first dibs, you know, we'll put the, the episode on Patreon first and it'll sit there for four days. And then after on the fifth day, we will throw it over to the, uh, everywhere, everywhere on the podcast. So everyone can listen to it over where everyday's Halloween podcast resides. Um, and we'll get some more Halloween exclusive episodes and haunted episodes in there as well. But for right now, we're going to get some horror news, some gaming news and some movie news. So let's just jump into this week. All right. So kind of crazy. It, it, it's been a very big Me Too time. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, rightfully so. Um, you know, people getting their, their just dues. Uh, right now, uh, director and writer Joss Whedon is kind of under the uh, the, the the lamp at the moment. Um, after... Uh, Charisma Carpenter came out and and said some things, and this was stuff that you know has already been known. If you're a Buffy head or an Angel head or you know just a, just a Whedon fan in general, um, these rumors have been going around for quite a while about Charisma Carpenter and her problems with with Whedon. Um, only now it's finally coming out further after uh, the the actor who played Cyborg in the Justice League film uh, was getting basically booted out or bullied out of his role. Um, for this new Justice League edit or uh, the continuation of those films. Um, and apparently this has been going on for a while. Joss Whedon's kind of, yeah, you know, that commercial where he's, oh, you you almost got a dollar. Uh, oh, oh, you're so close. Joss Whedon's kind of been known to do that kind of stuff, uh, making his his uh, cohorts and, and co-stars fight for roles and, you know, who's better at doing what. It's kind of scummy. Um, I remember back in the day when Joss Whedon, there were t-shirts that people would wear saying, you know, in the Star Wars font, Joss Whedon is my master now. Because people loved Firefly so much. He had so many fans that were Buffy and Angel fans. Um, even some of his earlier work. And uh, when Firefly came out, it was just this huge thing. And then it got canceled. And then all the, fa- the fans band together with Joss. And then we, they made Serenity. And Joss was very you know vocal about that. And going to theaters and seeing it. Uh, the film kind of did okay. And then Joss ended up moving on to Dollhouse. And a few other projects. And then writing Astonishing X-Men for Marvel. Um... And then it was whenever all the the, the franchises kind of came together, and they wanted to make, you know, the new DC universe, uh, you know, Justice League film, and, and Avengers wants to come together. Well, when they started making the sequels to Avengers, uh, you know, they they looked to Joss for, for help, and it was kind of interesting how Joss was just kind of in and out, 
you know, a lot of these directors kind of get big spotlights and stuff, but Joss was always kind of on the sidelines. And for being such a huge director and a, and a big voice for the, the, the uh, as I say, nerd community, uh, he, was, he wasn't very vocal. He was kind of in and out. And that's been happening a lot lately. And I'm guessing it's because of a lot of these allegations that are coming up and popping up. Um, Charisma Carpenter had a problem with him. She came out on her Instagram recently about her pregnancy when she was pregnant on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. How Joss would kind of, you know, you know, tell her she's looking fat. Uh, you know, also uh, basically have her fight for her job, and then she got fired the next day because she, well, she announced that she was pregnant. Uh, just didn't fly with the director. Uh, and these were kind of things that kind of flown around in the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, that just doesn't fly today on production sets, especially you know with, with women's rights. Um, today so this is bad for joss Whedon. really really bad for joss you know he's already been kind of in the hiding he was kind of hollywood's golden goose if you will you know he was uh laying these great eggs fixing these franchises for them but they knew they were in hot water working with him so nobody really ever wanted to put his name um really big on the posters it's kind of like uh brian singer back whenever uh, all that stuff started coming out about him he was all over the x-men stuff and then slowly but surely started fading away even whenever he was meant to uh release queen and then they ended up getting another director and scrubbing his name completely from that project um I'm sure that's the same thing that's going to happen with this justice league if dc doesn't have enough problems right like <laughs> Now they got to worry about this, but uh, it's good that, you know, these actors are speaking up and banding together. Um, it looks like um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Michelle Trachtenberg, and other Buffy co-stars have, have come out and, and shared their their time on set with Joss Whedon. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar didn't really say, get too into detail, you know, she's she's got a, sorry, she's got a, a big, you know, uh, you know, a family and is more into that kind of thing. But she says she does not want her name associated forever with the name Joss Whedon, uh, which makes you wonder, you know, there's people who've been wanting to have Buffy come back for quite a while um, and it never happened. And why is that? Well, maybe Joss was not the best to work with. Um, so with all these people coming out and, you know, you know, siding with the, the actor who plays Cyborg in the Justice League film, um, these are big names. These aren't just a few small actresses here and there that are coming out. These are these are huge names. And I think this is going to, I wouldn't say sadly put the, the stake in the coffin for Joss Whedon. Maybe it's well-deserved. It's, it's, it's sad for me because I think Joss was an amazing writer. His, his dialogue, his banter between friends and um, characters that are written are very smart and, and creative and, and kind of the way... Um, I don't want to say the way people talk because it's kind of like whenever you watch like for instance Gilmore Girls you're like nobody fucking talks like this um, but you wished they did so when you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel you just wished you had a uh, Sunnydale crew that like threw quips back and forth at you super quick so it was fun he took that same writing into uh, Astonishing X-Men which is now uh, most of it's being adapted into WandaVision if you watch WandaVision, um, little bits of that here and there coming through, and maybe House of M stuff might start happening within WandaVision. These aren't spoilers; they're mere spec, <laughs> uh, just you know, outsider looking in kind of thing. So I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys on this show. So that is what's going on in the world of um, <laughs> Joss Whedon, which we might not—he might be the new um, Louis C.K. <laughs> All right, moving on to some more kind of scandalous news. 
any fans of CD Projekt Red out there, uh, which are three Cyberpunk 2077, well, if Cyberpunk didn't have enough on their plate, just like DC Universe and uh, Warner Brothers did, stolen CD Projekt Red files reportedly now sold after dark web auction. This is kind of huge. Uh, somebody has, has taken all of the files and, and, and code for um, CD Projekt Red's games, which is, could be Witcher 3, uh, Cyberpunk. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, Cyberpunk has kind of gotten thrown under the bus lately for being a horrible game. It's not horrible, actually. It's very tight, very beautiful, well-crafted game that just had a very rough, rough release. Because um, obviously somebody is willing to spend a good amount of chunk of change on uh, on this. Now let's see here. Uh, in a report aided by Kila yesterday, The Verge explained that the auction required a deposit to enter intended to show potential buyers that this is that this wasn't a scam auction with bids starting at $100,000 into 500,000 increments. Oh, a million dollars into $500,000 increments. Jesus Christ. Uh, and it sold. So this source code went to somebody uh, who bought it. I don't know. But it's under the black market. Now, here's where here's what gets interesting for me. That somebody was working with CD Projekt Red. Took the code. Probably got fucked over. And sold it for large amounts of money. Now there's a company out there that will try to uh, basically make another game with this code. Now, if any sort of, I don't know, a news website or anybody finds the code is doubled in any way in this new game that comes out in the future, and they track it down to being the stolen code from CD Projekt Red, that could cripple a studio absolutely cripple a studio in a release uh whether this this game gets sold to ea gets sold to i would say nintendo but i think nintendo's a little bit smarter than that i would definitely be some of the bigger ones or a pc release um without them even knowing it you know somebody could have bought this code and now sells it to another person who then uses that code that's an uh independent developer uh, by you know Square Enix or somebody, and they're like, "Wow, Gary, your stuff's great." <laughs> and then they, you know, they contractual, you know, they make them sign a bunch of stuff. It doesn't mean anything then, but they make the game. It releases. It's out for you know X amount of months. Maybe it's getting you know nines and tens and ratings. Everyone are loving it. And then within four more weeks, you find out the code's the same as Cyberpunk. And then what happens at that point you know does the game get taken off shelves do they just shelve it because it's a stolen property that's this is huge and we're in a weird point in the future where this kind of stuff can happen um and i find it very very interesting so cd project red i, I hope i i yeah you guys i pray for you guys <laughs> uh mcdonald's is strongly encouraging restaurants to prevent happy meal pokemon card scalping um, I don't know if you are all aware with how Happy Meals work. <laughs> I'm sure you are. If you have kids or you were a kid yourself. Some of you I know were not kids yourself. You grew up. You came out a middle 45, 46-year-old man with balding. And, um, uh, uh, you know, went straight for the number one. Went straight for the the soda and Big Mac and large fry. I don't have time for your silly 
cheeseburger in apple slices game anyways uh i guess nintendo pokemon are working with mcdonald's to release special edition cards um through uh happy meals at mcdonald's very simple we used to get lots of uh you know special uh releases through happy meals whenever i was a kid in the 80s uh would usually coincide along with a film um I guess they kind of do that these days. I was I work at a comic book store and I saw we got in like Star Wars, uh, or no, they were Avenger um, figures, and I was like, these coincided with the movie, and then, like yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't think they did that anymore, but I guess they still do. So I don't know if there's a really big Pokemon release going on right now. I know that there's like a Post Malone concert that's supposed to be going on with Pokemon Go. Ugh, the future's so weird. Um, but anyways, back to the story. Uh yeah, McDonald's Pokemon uh, are are basically trying to you know work with these stores and not have people scalping the cards. They've already found boxes of said cards on eBay going for a thousand dollars to nine hundred twenty-five dollars. Um, yeah, it, it's just ridiculous. And they, these aren't even full-size cards; these are like mini cards. But when it comes to Pokemon in cardboard flat surfaces. I don't know what it is, but fans lose their GD minds and are willing to cut families' throats to uh, to obtain these things. And, uh, you know, I'm at the age now where I'm just going to look at this and just watch the fire burn as, as these people run over to McDonald's and ask, you know, for like, I just want to buy the cards. And they'll be like, we can't just sell you the cards. And they'll just be like, well, then I'll just, I'll take 45 Happy Meals, and then it's just ridiculous at that point. The person's like, alright, I'd rather just sell you the cards than deal with making 45 Happy Meals for oneself. This lonely person. Uh, man? What a world. What a world. Uh, McDonald's statement reads, we love seeing fans' passion for our limited-time Happy Meal promotion celebrating 25 years of pokemon with such significant demand for our promotional pokemon tcg cards and some fans even going to extreme lengths to get them we are working quickly to address shortages and also strongly encourage restaurants to set reasonable limits on happy meals sold per customer (laughs) well there you go sir you can't order 45 happy meals you can only take six we can give you six i don't want to make you six but we'll give you six Oh, Lord. All right. Keep on moving on. What else have we got here? The Mandalorian actress Gina Carano fired by Lucasfilm. This is a big one. This is uh, uh, the actress who played Cara Dune in the, the hit Disney Plus series The Mandalorian. She was kind of like your heavy or tank character. She was on... I remember uh, Gina from the remake of American Gladiator that came out... Um, I would say like not too long ago, but I'm sure it was like longer than 12 years ago. Um, she was like one of the one of the American gladiators that fought you whenever you were on the competition. And then now I guess she was on uh, Star Wars. Um, she was an okay act, uh, character. I didn't hear her acting. She was just kind of you know cool. All right, she's part of the team. She'll come back here and there. We'll see what happens. Um, well, she apparently went on social media and posted a bunch of weird shit you know she's you know pro-trump and it doesn't really matter you know who you voted for or what your political views are you know just as long as you know you're not doing it under work i can't say work time because work time it's, what is work time i'm sure she wasn't at work when she posted these things but it's basically whenever you sign up to be a part of these uh, television series or shows or films or movies whatever 
your your image is kind of put on the line. Now, I like probably 80% of the world would say, "Hey, you got this golden egg of being in Star Wars. You're a main actor in this show, and they want to make a spin-off series about your character. Maybe maybe shut up. Maybe just don't maybe it's not worth you saying these things but you always have those people that are in your political party or your friends that are like you have a platform and you need to speak on your platform you're a voice well one of those little voices one of those little small tweets can get you fired um disney was working with her for a while there there were actual fans i don't i didn't know if i went into what she said um basically just saying you know it sucks that being a celebrity you can't voice your opinion uh, about these certain things because she was she was pol- posting her political opinion and uh you know people were, were scolding her for it online um and which is not fair you know you should be able to say whatever you want but i get whenever you're leaning towards the you know anti-popular party <laughs> and you're for them you're gonna get a lot of hate back on you um and she did and so you know, there were there were people posting things, which was actually kind of really sweet. I thought uh, a few days ago about Gina and her uh, her character Cara Dune, and there was young girls saying they really liked her character and they're there for it. And I think Disney saw that they didn't want to just fire her right away for having a different political opinion. Because no fucking joke, I'm sure a lot of the people that work for Disney and in that corporation actually are money grubbing bastards and uh, you know vote for uh, certain political parties. So, you know, you don't want to lambast somebody for their political opinion. Um, And so they were working with it. Well, she had to come out with one more tweet the other day. And that tweet was about comparing all this drama to the Holocaust. And man, what a horrible, horrible, horrible analogy that is. Um, Or comparison. And that's where Disney just pulled the trigger. Uh, They fired her. They got rid of her. Um, that's just, that's just, I, I feel like that's, that's really stepping the line and to have all these people that were supporting her and her character, it's a spit in the face to them for, for what she, what she later threw out there. Um, she had it, man. She had the, the backing of all these people and the official Star Wars, like they were, they were rooting for, um, but she had it, she had it going. She had to go and uh, screw it all up for herself. So now everyone's thinking about, you know, who's going to be um, on the next series that's being made. Um, I vote Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar is an amazing character from Shadows of the Empire. Obviously, he wouldn't work for Shadows of the Empire story because those characters are all different things now. Uh, But I would love to see him be in a Rebels thing. I've seen a lot of other Rebel characters show up. uh, that That would make sense. So... We'll see on that one. Moving on, looks like Velma, HBO Max orders adult animated series centered on Scooby-Doo character. Uh, and the person coming out with Velma is uh, Mindy... Is it Mindy Cohen? I thought it was Mindy Callahan. Let's see here. Control of Mindy. Yeah, Cal- Kaling. That's it. Mindy Kaling. Um is going to be writing the new uh, new show uh, about Velma's life. Uh, it's an adult animated comedy series uh, telling the origin story of Velma Dinkley, the unsung, unappreciated brains of the Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. That could be very cute. I think she's going to be voicing her as well. Uh, will it be scary? I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
uh, in a future date. The Last of Us, Bella Ramsey cast as Ellie in HBO's television series. Uh, if you guys watched Game of Thrones, uh, you might remember her as like the little actress who was, uh, played uh, the just these very stern and angry character. Uh, she was also in Chernobyl as well. Um, she was a really cool character. Um, so to see her get a character... Um, in The Last of Us, it's just a very strong-hitting character. You know, this girl goes through a lot. It kind of works. I'm, I'm really happy to see uh, Bella Ramsey get this role. Uh, she's a good age for the character as well. Um, so, yeah, that should be really cool. If you guys don't know, The Last of Us is Naughty Dog's video game. That's a horror game about clickers. Basically, it's like the road if there was like a zombie apocalypse, but the zombies were like seashell-ridden monster like kind of like the 28 days later thrasher kind of uh beings that just kind of slap and hit and tear at your face until everything's gone um and they just casted uh pedro pascal as from the last for for the last of a series he's to play joel so these two characters uh, if those of you don't know pedro pascal plays the mandalorian on the mandalorian he was also in game of thrones as well so two Game of Thrones alums uh, will be in charge of uh, running the series, uh, or, or starring in the series, uh, Last of Us for HBO. Um, so HBO moving with HBO, apparently. Uh, fans seem to be very happy about this choice. Uh, so And pa- hey, Pedro Pascal will actually be able to show his face in this show. So that's, that's pretty cool. Okay. How are you guys liking the format so far? It's just me kind of running through news. We're about 20 minutes into this thing. I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Um, I promise we'll be getting more, again, Halloween and horror news once it comes out. I know this is a slow season. I just want to get you guys as much information and news as I can until we get more spooky stuff. And if you guys know of any spooky stuff, uh, hallowseve365 at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's rock talk. All right, Death Rider in the House of Vampires. This is uh, Glenn Danzig's new horror western film. And boy, howdy, does this film look amazing. Uh, For those of you that may have not seen it, Glenn Danzig released a film called Verotica based off his comic book series. And it is every bit bit as wonderful slash awful as you could imagine. Um, It's basically a horror film made in a strip club uh and now this movie looks like they brought a strip club to the wild west and stars uh eli roth uh devin sawa kim director julian sands danny trejo just please look up the trailer for death rider in the house of vampires i can this is screw godzilla versus kong Screw whatever Rob Zombie's next project is. I know me saying that's a lot. But this is my most anticipated film of 2021. Holy cow. (laughs) Watch this trailer. Uh, Supernatural, which is uh, television's longest running series in history, which I was amazed by. I I I can't believe that. They beat out, uh, like, MASH and Taxi and... All those classics that I thought ran forever. The Simpsons? No. Supernatural. Well, it's over now, and they're releasing a big-ass Blu-ray set. 
Uh, and it basically looks like you could fucking kill somebody with this thing. Like, if somebody broke into your house, this also doubles as a weapon. Um, 15 seasons. How many, how many Blu-rays does this thing have? Let's see. You get the 15th season on its own. You, okay, you can also get that on its own. Please tell me how many discs this thing has. Supernatural completed. 327 thrilling episodes from phenomenal theater series, blah, blah, blah. Complete with 68-page collectible book. Good, there's more weight for you. Filled with new images. They don't tell you. Yeah, they don't tell you how many discs are on. They don't tell you how many pages are in this book. Contains the final 20 epic episodes from the Landmark series. Ah, get out of here with this. They probably just don't want you to be like, hey, don't don't stress how much how many discs this thing has. I know nobody wants to have discs in their house anymore. So by saying that there's 485 discs <laughs> to put in and put out, no one's going to want to buy this thing. But uh, it's going to look great. You can get Mean Dean Jelly Bean and Sammy Boy looking mighty fine in 4K. Uh, you can get the last season for $44 and $49, but the Blu-ray set itself is going to, it's going to drop you 330 bucks. Not bad for probably the largest box, television box set in history. <laughs> and who knows, I guarantee you'll be able to get this thing signed by the actors at conventions whenever conventions become a thing again. All right. Uh, I want to preference a new uh episode i'll be having coming out soon it's going to be uh all on are you afraid of the dark the new season of are you afraid of the dark is happening very soon um and it's gonna be on paramount plus as well you can watch the new um are you afraid of the dark on paramount plus i know a lot of a lot of you have not it's a four-part uh mini series it's kind of like a mini basically it's basically a movie cut out into four episodes uh but these it's a lot of the kids from like it and uh you know stranger things and like they're really good actors and it's just a lot of fun and a well-written story well directed and now there's a new are you afraid of the dark and i don't know who the fuck these kids are so like they, it's like one of the most things that they reboot it and then they reboot it again and i hate that especially when they got the first reboot right and then you're looking at the second reboot and you're like what is this what is happening i get that they can't bring back the old crew the, the old midnight society because They'd probably all be like, "Wow, we're we're in our 40s and we're still telling stories around this campfire." Uh, but I mean, you could you could guest star some or like make some a father or, or mother to some of the kids. It's not that hard, guys. Well, anyways, Viacom has this new season coming out, and we're going to be doing a uh, a breakdown on my favorite episodes, my five favorite episodes of the very first series of Already Afraid of the Dark, and that'll be a little mini series I'll be releasing very soon. Um, but yes, this new one comes out, uh, uh, February 12th on Nickelodeon. Um, and I'm not really too sure about this thing. I haven't watched it yet. I will give you guys, uh, a nice little review when we do the Are You Fear the Dark episode. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Superman is rocking the black suit, uh, in, uh, this new, uh, Justice League trailer i guess mini trailer i guess they're, they're finally gonna release the snyder cut the thing that didn't exist but then existed because the internet talked about it and hbo max is like well people are gonna watch it so just make it so they're just like now just prolonging one of the worst superhero films in history 
to be better, even though it's probably not going to be better, it just hurts my brain. Uh, that'll be on March 18th. So maybe we'll look out for that, I guess. Jack Black is joining Eli Roth's Borderlands film as Claptrap. Yes, Jack Black, everybody's favorite funny man in Hollywood, uh, is going to be Claptrap, the robot companion in Borderlands. Uh, it does not surprise me. Eli Roth kind of did uh, the Clock in the Walls film not too long ago, and he's basically casting that entire cast for this. Makes me wonder if that was just kind of a test film. If, if Eli Roth, horror extraordinaire, <laughs> can uh, make this family film about the Clock in the Walls good and it brings us in enough money, we'll, we'll, we might put him in a, in a AAA film directorial debut. And he, he got it with uh, with Borderlands, this huge franchise, 2K games. He's basically, he's basically bringing in everybody from that film. So Kate Blanchett, who was in uh, Clock in the Walls, is in it. Jack Black, who was in Clock in the Walls, is in it. New players such as Kevin Hart and Jamie Lee Curtis are also now... Uh, and it, I just don't know if that's the right demograph for this audience. Aren't they a little bit younger? I mean, I guess I could say, like, I could be. A, I'm not really a huge Borderlands fan, but, I mean, these are actors that I like. I mean, not really Kevin Hart, but they call out to me. Like, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, maybe Jack Black. But, I don't know. I And the thing, weird thing is about Borderlands is it has a stylistic look to it, you know? Like, this, like, etchy, cel-shaded look and i wonder if they're going to bring that to the film which would make it look awesome but if it's just a, a film adaptation of this game i don't know i don't know guys we'll see and last but not least adam wingard is moving from godzilla versus kong to face off he looks like he's looking uh to do a remake of the john travolta nicholas cage film um Hey, good for him. That, that's going to be a lot of fun if that, that takes off the ground. Um, I guess that was at a Paramount Develop meeting that they actually said they're going to take John Woo's film and just make it into a, a remake. And just remake everything. Why not? Sure. I'd love to hear some original uh, concepts here. Some like, we're going to take this, like, these major stars and these major actors and directors are going to do this really cool story that they just found from an unknown director. And it's about space vampires. Like, I've never seen that. I want to see that. Let's let's put the money into that. Hollywood, no. They say, oh, face-off? Yeah, that's something that's been made before. Let's do it again. Borderlands? Yeah, everybody knows what that is. Let's do it again. Am I alone here? Am I, am I the only one just getting bored by all these lame-ass announcements? Hopefully something new can happen. Um, thank you guys for listening to this first episode on the Patreon-exclusive um news updates again this is going to go over to stream fiend every day is halloween after this i know it's not a lot of halloween horror news obviously they're not giving me much of that um you know maybe i just need to do some more halloween marathon there are horror film marathons and then talk about that that's what i'm gonna try and do with this are you afraid of the dark thing that's coming very soon thank you guys for listening thank you for hanging out and thank you for being a patreon subscriber you guys mean the world to me in 2021 i want to keep growing and moving with this stuff i talk about this stuff in comic book stores all the time so i feel like it's it's a no-brainer to share with you guys who i've been talking to for the longest time now 
in the podcast verse and hopefully we can, guy, we can find some more more folks and uh you know make sure to join the the discord the mutants and monsters discord that's where we all talk we share news updates i mean that's where you're going to hear this stuff first i compile a lot of my news for these shows in the discord first and, and i'm sharing it with a lot of other people and and funny memes if anything you just get the post funny animated gifs behind underneath the the news updates uh so yeah make sure to join the mutants and monsters discord make sure to join me every night monday through friday on Twitch, where I uh, stream lots of games, including horror games, AAA titles, uh, originals, and so much more. I'm Horror Guy Keenan. Take care. Good night. Good luck. And stay scary.